Sikaliamande, Rikarabama Zobra Mande Rebe Sikayaba Mazubrianda, Mazobra Mande Rebe Sikarabaya Matuzalia, Ikerebe Zobra Mande Rebe Sobra Ande Rebe Sikarabaya. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Father God, we thank you for this moment in your presence, Lord. As we begin our second week of leadership training, we ask for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may have your seat. Okay. Uh, what leader... Leaders, can I have all the leaders sitting down, please? All leaders sitting down. Remember, the aim of this leadership class is not for numbers, it's to have the leaders of the polls present. So, in actual fact, if there are a lot of numbers, then I would begin to say who then really are the leaders. But we pray that at a stage there should be a room full for leadership class. Amen. Um, so we started last week. We started last week. And again, the aim of leadership class is not for excitement. You understand? It's for us to talk about the things that we need to start paying attention to as leaders in our personal lives and in the fellowship. Okay. And I was saying to you that we no longer have a fellowship. Yeah? We don't have a fellowship anymore. We, what we have now is called an organization. It's called an organization. Now, we launched the, another department called Pulse Legals. The Pulse Legals launched about two weeks ago, but we just made it official recently. And Pulse Legals is made up of everybody that studies law. Yeah, those who have a passion to work for the community unit, that have studied law or are studying law. And their role is to hold the leaders of different units accountable. Do you understand? So when you have a nation, what happens in a nation? In a nation, there are two departments that rule, or let me say the two pillars of every nation is the law and finance, okay? The two pillars, now I expect you to have your Bibles and your notepads so it's not like you're just looking at me, okay? Now, because this leadership class is a replica of what Pastor Toby put, people like myself, Pastor Sam, Pastor Obi, we were put through this stuff about four or five years ago, yeah? And the aim of it is to really make sure you have leaders that have the same mind as you. So that when things are happening, it doesn't look like, oh, this is one big amazing thing. How did this guy come up with this? It's, it's not that. It's that it comes from a certain mind. Do you understand? So what rules in a nation is law and finance. So in Great Britain, what you have is you have the law, which is Westminster. Yeah? And then you have finance, which is city. I don't know if you ever knew that. And what happens every year is those in Westminster will go and lobby. Do you know what it means to lobby? Yeah? 
Okay, so that's one of the things you've got to go find out. Find out of, about what it means to lobby. It's almost like petition. They will go and do so to those who are in the finance side because they need money to run their party. Do you understand? They need money to run their party. So you have those who are like the Boris Johnsons, etc. They'll be meeting those who are in the city. And if you notice, those who are in the city are not really known faces because they don't represent the public. So in every nation, the money doesn't represent the public. The politician does. So the public have to see the politician. Do you understand? So what we said is, we said, okay, let's get something like that and let's have the Pulse Legals and let's build a finance team and let's see how this organization will run. That's what we're doing so far. So for anybody who wants to join the finance team for the Pulse, just make it known um, to, your, to your leader. Make it known to your leader. And the reason why I'm saying this now is because this year already so far, Pulse in general has raised like 300K, okay? We've raised 300,000 pounds and that's more than Oxfam have raised. Yeah, it's more than Oxfam. And I'll tell you why. Because we're sowing, but we're not sowing sparingly. So although they receive larger donation than we do, they don't put back as much as we do. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you have your uh, musicians and all these other guys, when they give, they give things like 5K. The 10K that Stormzy gave, we still haven't heard about any other giving since then. And that was, that was, that was seed. That was 10K seed was seed from a Dr. Emma. Yeah? For one month or whatever. So we have to understand that to build something is all about what you give back and what you take in. The, the, the balance of how you give and how you take in will determine exactly what you're growing. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, we're going to continue on nation building. I think that's what, just what we're going to title the next few weeks, nation building. But I want to do a small recap on last week. Can anybody tell us exactly what we discussed last week. Um, you talked about pride, um, that um, a leader shouldn't have pride, and um, you were saying that you usually mentor people with pride, um, because I remember you saying that you address people with minister or missus, whatever, just to remind yourself that those people are more important than you. Not more, but they are just as important. But that's what stood out to me. Um, I believe it was about times and seasons. And for me, what stood out was, you said wisdom allows you to know what kind of activity you need to take. So that's what I took out of it. Okay, anybody else on last week? No one else. So I was just talking to myself. Yeah? You talk about activities and knowing the time and season that you're in will determine the activities that you do. Okay, 
Excellent. Anybody else? So no, no other leader knows anything about time and activity. You were saying that currently God's face is now shining on Tulsa Hill and depending on where the shadow is falling will then tell us the activity to do. So we now look at our surroundings and what's happening right now. Okay. Anyone else? I'm not going to budge till I'm satisfied. So. No, she's already spoken. I don't want to hear from her again. Anyone else on last week? No notes, no nothing. These are leaders. You just like excitement, fire, fire, fire. No one else. It's not, it's, it's not that, in, no, don't worry, Shadi, I've heard from you already. Nobody wants to pay attention as to how important it is to know time. So nobody else at all. I'm so happy this is being recorded because you guys will remember it and then talk about it one day. You know, I was mentioning things like the sons of Issachar knowing the time and the seasons. And I was trying to stress to you that time is not clock. Time is determined by the people around you. And if you're not going to get that now, then you never will. How do I know what is next for me in life? So, and I'm saying these things to you guys now so that I don't look like a God to you when I do certain things and then it may be like, oh, how did he know to do that? If you're in a capacity of mentoring and you're mentoring someone, you pay attention to the kind of people around that person so that you can know the kind of activity they're in in life. So if someone comes up to you and goes, sir, I don't know what to do now, da, 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 this and that. And usually I could say something like, okay, you just continue coming to fellowship for the next three weeks and let's talk. The next three weeks is me watching that person closely and seeing the kind of people around that person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're, you're looking at the kind of people around that person because you know that their activity cannot be very far from the people who are next to them. It's not possible. And so, in my head, I know gossipers. I know when someone's heart looks very close to turning against me because all of a sudden, their best friend becomes the person that their mouth is loose. Do you, know, do you know, it's so easy. I get to church on a Sunday and I see a young lady sitting down next to another young lady and then I just decide, let me see if this will happen for the next four weeks. And four weeks, I'm just seeing how close they are. And then I may say something like, okay, let me, let me start a conversation 
around this young lady and let me mention this other person. And then all of a sudden you hear, ah, that's my good friend, you know. <laughs> Pastor, yo, I really love her, you know. You know, you just don't really know who she is. And that's where it begins. The activity in that person's life begins to change and then they themselves don't even know when they've taken on a seed of malice. The seed of malice is the seed that first brings in gossiping, you know. You know people who find it hard to let go? Now I'm saying this because we're talking about times and seasons, right? Seed time there's a time for everything, time to sow and time to reap. But we're still talking about nation building. That's really where I really want us to get to. But I wanted to ask us, how much do we know about nations? How much do we know about nations? If someone can tell me the three biggest nations that they know, Huh? Russia. Anyone else? Yeah? United States. China. Anyone else? No? You don't want to be wrong. Just talk. Africa. Okay. Islamic, that's very interesting, I like that. Anyone else? Stephen, talk, man. It's not just to win souls, you have to know something. <laughs> huh? You don't know. Nation, but you call yourself gold nation. Huh? Yeah, so what's a big nation? Tell me a big nation. The people. The nation of the people. <laughs> you sound like uh, one Muslim activist. Yeah, uh, Pastor Binta, China, Minister Mariam. Dr. Eugene was supposed to be in Congo. <laughs> um, uh, Jules Bayajao, Jewish nation. Now, and the reason why I like these answers is because you have to look at how diverse they are. We go from people who actually identify countries as nations to people who are identifying religious states as nations. So we had the Jewish nation, the Islamic nation. And then Pastor Eben mentioned a continent, Africa, as a nation. And I wanted to find out also from you, do you know how nations grow? Huh? People. Someone said. <laughs> How do nations grow? Huh? Minister Sandra. Okay, I don't know what you're saying, but it's fine. <laughs> Lady D. Same beliefs, same beliefs can grow a nation, okay. Huh? Trading what? Huh? You don't just say trading. What are they trading? Huh? 
Wait, wait, let's listen to Pastor Binta. Everybody just keep still. There's a beautiful moment coming up. Okay, trading goods. Okay, I like that. Minister Mariam. Free labor. Wow, okay. I like that. Jewel. Politics grow a nation. Okay. Who else? Does anyone else want to say? Uh huh. Lola. What? So you sounded spiritual. What? <laughs> what did you say? Ministry. Oh, your depot. Huh? Oh, military. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said ministry. I was going to say ah. So churches are now building our country. Anyway. It could have been right. Yeah? How much territory? But I want us to also think on something. Yes, Shadi, go on. Innovations. Innovations, very important. Innovations do. Innovations do. Was there anyone else? Yes, Minister Elizabeth. Trading currency, trading with other nations. I love that. I really love that. And I want to center really on um, Minister Mariam and Minister Elizabeth. Free, free labor and trading with other nations. Sowing. Sowing is a concept that nations started Nations understood sowing before the church understood sowing. And nations who are what we call powerful nations now decided to start sowing and trading what would be the most important thing amongst us. And I need you to know that there is no nation that is built without blood being involved. Blood has to be involved. People have to be involved. People have to be involved, but it, it depends on how you involve those people. And so the nations that we look up to now as leading nations, they first began what we call slave trade. Does everyone know about slave trade? I'm going to, don't worry, just let me land. We're really going to get into exactly how this affects us as leaders and as believers. Slave trade. When countries like Great Britain began to trade people for gold. And you may ask yourself, you would never think there will be a time where someone would rather give me gold and I'll give you a person. Are you hearing me? Give me gold and I'll give you a person. Let's quickly go to Genesis chapter 8, verse Minister Shalewa, if you can read for us. As long as the earth endures, 
seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Okay, so read that again. As long as the earth endures. As long as the earth endures. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Cold and heat. Summer and winter. Summer and winter. Day and night. Day and night. Will never cease. Will never cease. So last week we went into times and seasons and I think that will cover the day and night. All right? But we're going to understand now exactly what it means by seed time or sowing time will never cease. Can you name me four nations that were involved in the slave trade? Or four countries, however you want to put it, that were involved in the slave trade? Hmm? That, that bought... Great Britain. Okay, prominent ones though. France. Um, United States. Portugal. Huh? Germans. One more. Dutch. Yeah? These nations were involved in the beginning. Do you know that the African continent had way more than the Western world? But you see, what the African continent didn't understand was that they thought that their value was based on what they had. So they decided, how can we accumulate more gold? How can we pile up gold like dust? So when the Westerners came and said, you know what, we don't have much gold. But we just want your sons and daughters. And we'll pay you gold. And so they jumped at it because they said to themselves, listen, because you know those rumors are all true about Egypt being very highly advanced and all this kind of thing. Egypt was. And Egypt had a lot of gold. And so the chance to accumulate more gold for them was like, wow, so you mean if I give you this guy that is costing me. You will give me gold. It, it, it was almost like they felt like they won. <laughs> Can you imagine that? They felt like they had won. And so Africa began selling its sons and daughters rapidly. And the Arabs came and bought some boys from Nigeria and Ghana and Sierra Leone and Congo, they were buying children. Buying children, paying whatever it took. Buying children, buying children, buying children. And as they were buying these children, they will go back and they will sow those children on their ground. And so what later on took time Centuries passed, centuries passed before you hear of the industrial boom of, boom of Great Britain where Great Britain becomes, do you understand, a notable state. Before those times come is years of the sons and generation of sons of those who were sold. 
the seed that was sown on their ground finally began to germinate. And the gold in Africa was spent already by then. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? We want to know as leaders exactly what we should prioritize in life and how life should work for us. So years later pass on and Great Britain now has a man called whatever his name will be. But you see, he's like a fourth generation slave. He's fourth generation. When his father came, the, his father's blood was spilt on that ground. And there was nothing to show for it. And the Africans were laughing, saying, see, we gave you a useless guy anyway, but we have gold. But four generations later, yeah? Or I don't know how many generations later it will be now where you have a French football team that doesn't have one white guy there. Not one. They looked at the background of all of the World Cup winners and not one of them was French, just the goalkeeper. Yeah, the goalkeeper was the only white boy on the pitch. Everybody else, Senegal, Uganda, this one, this, that. And you're saying to yourself, these are the sons that we sold centuries ago. They exchanged gold for human beings. They exchange gold for human beings. Now, seed time is coming up, and this is the reason why I'm speaking to us as leaders now. Seed time is coming up, and I want every leader to make sure that their pocket is not empty this month. Are you hearing me? And I want every leader to make sure that those you mentor and those you love, make sure their pockets are not empty because the world works in the process of sowing gold in exchange for life. Every single time you've been sowing seed, there is a soul that God has been adding to your life for the benefit of your future. And so I wouldn't know that I was sowing seed for a CK who would come in, meet some billionaires, and get me in front of big people. The work of your seed is to buy you life. Are you hearing me? The work of your seed is to buy you life. And so a nation is built, a nation is built because people have understood that they can never match gold next to life. It's no wonder that they also came to tell us about the gospel. Because they were way ahead of us. They said, hey guys, we're going to give you some gold, but we want blood in exchange. We would rather blood because although the blood will not speak now, the blood actually speaks and gold doesn't. And you know your scripture says that although Abel's voice has been speaking, 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 making noise, crying, but the blood of Christ speaks greater, right? How do I change my future? This is what I do. 
a month comes and I sow a quantity to guarantee that when a year later, when a ground is ready, now listen to what I'm going to say to you. I really need you to pay attention. When a ground is ready, God will make sure there is a life ready for me to put on that ground. He said that for God so loved the world that he gave his son, right? So even the Lord had to wait. He had to wait to receive enough offering from mankind before he could send his son, right? So he will send Christ into the ground that he's trying to win. If you've ever lived life in a way where you've met a group of people, and you've not been able to penetrate the heart of that group of people is because you haven't paid the cost yet. Or it could be that you haven't yet sown the life yet. Sowing is always happening. It's either that you're sowing gold or you're sowing life. You're either doing one of those two things as a leader. Are you hearing me? So if I have an opportunity where I'm supposed to get into a midst of a certain people to do a certain work, what it is saying is that it's not for you to go there. You must have a life that you can send there. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Understand that the Lord would want the earth, but he could not go there. He had to send his son there. Understand that nations wanted to build. But even the land that they were on, they knew that they did not understand the land. And the land did not understand them. So they took the men who understood land and they put them to work the ground. Maybe you're not even getting what I'm saying to you. They took the men that understood ground. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They took men that understood ground because they had to make their peace offering with the ground. That's why whenever you're building... <laughs> uh, do I even go to this kind of thing? Anyways, leaders, of course. When you're building from the scratch... The best man you need is a black man. Then when you get to the top, the best man you need is a white man. These are principles of the world. Now, I'm, I'm just going to be very raw and open with you. So that you understand why some things happen in a certain way. Because the ground understands a certain man. But what happens, Pastor Oh, what happens when this thing has lifted off from the ground now? The Lord is saying now you need other lives to keep the building building. This is why a racist man will always lose. This is why a man who is too proud will always lose. Because at every point of your building and your raising of a nation, you need a certain color to continue. 
So you come amongst a group of people now. I'll just give you an example. When Pastor Toby comes amongst knife crime people. And you know we've been doing this knife crime thing for a while. But I don't know if you, if you paid attention that when Pastor Nims got involved, the thing just got a bit more intense. I don't know if you noticed that. You know, we were just doing our own knife crime stuff, paying out, you know, mind our own business, trying to save lives and whatever. Knife for real started turning up when this Pastor Nims guy came. It's as if he's the general of fighting knife crime. The guy turned up, we were now walking off the service, trekking to all kinds of places. I don't know if you understood those things. Because for Pastor Toby to really work that ground, he needed a life that understands that ground. Do you get what I'm saying? It's so easy to walk into a place of prosperity if you don't understand prosperity then I hope you've sown enough seed that God will deliver a soul to you that understands that ground. Everything is an introduction through life. Are you hearing me? Now leaders, I'm saying this to us because we need to understand the importance of winning souls. Now, I'm saying to you now, you must make sure this place is packed out again. I'm saying to you now that Tulsa Hill now needs to get to 120, 150 again. You know what's so funny? The soul that was delivered to me on Sunday is a Bitcoin trader, is a multi-millionaire Bitcoin trader that just lost everything. He turned up to church because... He's now sleeping on park benches, but the guy, is a, he was a multi-millionaire to the point where he showed us his trading, what's that, how does Arthur call it, trading book or something like that, wallet. Come and see the millions of coins this man has sold. Just to show us that, no, I'm not lying to you. I used to be a millionaire, but I don't have anything now. So when Arthur called me this morning, I said, ah, oh, I have a gift for you, but I'm still working on the gift, don't worry. So the guy was like, ah, oh, which contract did you sign? I said, oh boy, <laughs> I didn't sign a contract. I have a life for you. I have a life for you. I need you to understand that every work that we do here is a soul work. Leaders, are you hearing me? Our determination and our seriousness will be that we've understood what it takes to operate as a leader. There are codes in this thing, in your Bible, that nations built themselves on. And they knew it very wise then that if we can give gold for life, we will do it. So every month when Pastor Toby is saying, listen, sow your seed because you're buying life. There are people who are in coffins. You're buying life. I remember he was saying this to Eastside, saying to Eastside, listen, you want to pre prevent death in this area. You got to sow. You got to make sure you sow the most out of all the units because crime is, is, is greater in your side. You're buying life. 
anywhere you are now in life, it's determined on the seasons that you are sowing. The two seasons of sowing is when you're sowing gold, that one is not the one where you reap. You do not reap from that first season. You reap when you sow a life. Are you hearing me? Are, are all the leaders with me, yeah? Tulsa, I need us to understand now that it's time for us to really take things seriously in the area of sowing. In the area of sowing, you can no longer... Now, I don't even want you to see yourselves as collectives when it comes to sowing. I want you to see yourself as an individual. And I'll tell you why. Because we've already learnt that in each person is a nation. If Pastor O was a backslider or had backslidden, I would have never met someone who could help Minister Alpha? Our attention to sowing has to increase. If you can go to Luke 16. Luke 16, and if you just read verse 9. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed <laughs> into eternal dwellings. Okay, just read it again, just in case anyone was sleeping, they didn't hear that. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into uh, look at your Bible again. That was Jesus speaking, okay? Don't be scared. Because if I preach, I just didn't want to say it before anyone walks up. That was Jesus speaking. So just read it again, please, so that we hear what Jesus said in regards to money. I tell you, use worldly wealth. Use worldly wealth. What does he mean by worldly wealth? He's talking about money. So anybody that meets you and starts talking to you about money is not important in the kingdom, you tell them that they're not a born-again Christian. Read that again, minister. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends. It said use worldly wealth to gain friends. I'm so happy it didn't say to win friends. Because if it said to win friends, it would mean that you have to give it to them. Do you understand? Yes, sir. It said to gain. You use this one to gain friends. Therefore, what he's saying is the product of this thing will give you friends with the other side. Wow. Read it again. I tell you, Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So I'm speaking about the minister that understands a ground 
and says to themselves, this ground is difficult for me to break. And when he's talking about ground, he's talking about these people. This area, this sector, this business is difficult for me to break. What do I do? I use worldly wealth to get friends in the ground I'm looking for. Are you hearing me? How does a minister and a leader remain winning all the time? How does a pastor all walk into a clinic owned by a Muslim? Full-blown clinic. And I haven't sat down with him 10 minutes and he says, you know what? I have an NHS license. I've got every registration and license under the sun. But I just want you to have it. And I said to him, listen, I'm a pastor. He said, yeah, I heard you. I'm a Muslim. But I just want to give it all. And I know you've got a strong team behind you. Let's work together. And every week he's messaging me, are you going to move in this week? Are you going to move in this week? Are you going to move in this week? Because pastor, I'm saving this place for you. So now I've gained a friend where I want to put Dr. Emma. Do you you hear what I'm saying? The seed that I've been sowing has brought me a friend in a difficult ground for one of my leaders. So one of my leaders can be under 25 and own her own practice. And I was saying it to Minister Aliyah. The greatest joy would be if I can make you a millionaire pharmacist. So you have your own venue, you've got your own pharmacy, and you're not even 25 yet. How? Because your leader decided to be faithful in giving gold. Because he was faithful in giving gold, he was sure that at some point he will gain a friend on that ground. I want, I want us to know how to win. Do you know, I, I was saying to the Lord, listen, I love it. I know I'm going to be a billionaire and all this kind of stuff, but please forever have me fighting, Lord. Don't, don't, don't ever make me stop fighting. I love to fight. You don't, I don't think you understand. I love to fight. I love to fight. I won't stop fighting. In fact, what they don't know is the more I can look like I can't win, the more exciting. Do you understand? When the ground is so difficult and it looks like I cannot get into this ground as a leader. If one of my leaders comes to me and says, Pastor O, I'm working in this place and I just need you for two minutes for mentorship because I need to counsel my my boss. I'm ready. Trading gold for life. We need to understand that phase one is giving gold. Do not look. Do not look and do not count the cost of what you're sowing as seed. Don't do that. Instead, look forward to the friend that is given to you for a ground. 
So the Lord knew that over time, as he's receiving sacrifices, I'm going to give them a life for the world, not for the earth. I'm going to give them my son for the world, not for the earth. The earth are the good people. You remember when Pastor Kevin preached about earth and... I was going to say earth, wind and fire. <laughs> about earth and world. Do you remember? Do you know that's why Christ could never step out of where prostitutes are, where drunkards are. He cannot step out because his very nature is to be friends with them. He was raised to be friendly with that side because the Lord needed that ground. Do you understand? Look around you as leaders and, and pay attention to the kind of souls that are attracted to you. Don't listen to the gossips of men. Look at the souls around you and then determine for yourself exactly what God is saying in regards to this life. If you've been sowing seed, then you know this is a life that is useful for something. I'm supposed to spray this life on a ground that is difficult. If there's anyone around me, I know exactly where to sow them. That's what separates a leader. Pastor is not just title. You can carry pastor title. I said to the leaders, you guys better pay attention or forever I will be ahead of you. And I can say that because when I said to Pastor Toby, oh, da -da 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 -da, he said, listen, I've already decided that you will never get ahead of me. <laughs> so I said, oh my God, how can this guy say that? And I got so angry, so I said, okay, let's start. But he's always beating me. <laughs> you must be determined to watch your leader to the place where you're saying, sir, it's not competition, old boy, it's competition. I have just made it sure that there will be no soul wasted around me. I know when someone needs to stop doing something and start doing something else. Whose benefit is it for my own? If you, when you can figure it out, do your own. Of course it's for me. Because as their life is being empowered, my life should too. Why? Because I gave away the gold. I gave away what they should be wearing on their necks in the world. Are you with me? I was hearing Pastor Kevin preach yesterday. I almost cried, man. <laughs> I heard Pastor Kevin preach yesterday. I was like, Jesus, this guy can flow, man. This guy's got a cold flow. This is crazy. But I said, ah, but you gave away the gold, you know. I was, I, and this is leadership training, so I can be transparent. I remember the day. I, I remember when I came to you, Dr. Emma. I came to Dr. Emma and said, Dr. Emma, we need to do something for this guy. Please, let me use you. I have the cash. You have the name. Let's go get vehicles and make sure this guy does not go back to the world. We had to give away the gold. 
And then when the life came, you then, you, you're seeing him around in Tulsa. Like, oh, it was so beautiful. Oh, Kevin's in Tulsa. Oh, yeah, he's playing keyboard for us. Listen, the true pastor Kevin came when we put him back in that ground. You see that East London? Oh, there's been a fellowship there already. They were killing each other. You turn up to fellowship and you're fighting each other. What does that mean? Because they're the friend of that ground. I don't think you understand. The man, his body cells are created with that soil. That ground understands him. It knows him. And someone's telling me, Pastor, oh, why haven't you preached in East Side? Because if I open my mouth, they ain't going to hear me. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be nice. Maybe some people will jump and, whoa, the guy, yeah, that's why we like Pastor. Oh. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't know. I just, I just know there's more impact if this man speaks. My talking will just be ceremonial. So as you sow, you sow then, so you're running a business. You're running a business and you're just saying to yourself, when can I break this level? I want to break this level. And then your instruction is to sow. It sounds so crazy. Why am I going to sow? I'm trying to break a level and make more money. You want me to give away the money? It's not making sense, sir. <laughs> you know those things when you're calculating? Uh, yeah? We should give all, but at the end of the day, heaven always helps those who help themselves. It's in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. It's just one nice saying people like to use. So when your 500 pounds comes in, you say, ah, well, Lord, you remember I have to do bus parcel. I need to make my way around. So I'm going to give Spark Nation 100 pounds. 100 pounds, Lord. I need to eat. Mommy needs to eat as well. We eat ourselves. No. <laughs> I remember the day I first did 5K. Oh, my God. The whole of Tulsa knew. You guys remember? I did 5K that day. Even Pastor Eben was next to me counting the money. She even looked at me like, Sai, is everything okay? <laughs> because she couldn't understand, why is all this money coming out like this from this one? And I started getting weak. My legs were just doing like And I was feeling blood. Then I remembered Pastor's preaching. I said, so it's true. Money is like your strength. I was getting weak as she was counting the money. And then... I looked in the envelope, there was another 1K there, and my spirit told me, you've got car insurance. You're driving a range, bro. You've got car insurance. And then Minister Onyeka walked past us and realized, ah, we're on 16K, we're on 16K. And I was like, take the 1K. Take the 1K, sir. After everything was gone, we're dancing on the front, spinning around, lay on the floor, Fwah. and then, I got home, and it was like, you know when they're playing that Nigerian music in the background? <laughs> and I was, just, I was just looking at my seat like, ah, Chukwemeka, what have you done? <laughs> I woke up the next morning like a miracle should happen. Wore my suit, everything. Ah, I got to the car, tank empty. I said, no problem, no problem. The Lord will provide. I looked at the card. It was still saying zero. So, Lord, you mean after I sold like that? Miracle money didn't enter my account. 
just sitting at home. Pastor Toby said, oh, only where you were in the city is two o'clock. Imagine, I was still sitting at home, two o'clock. Man. And I told the group, you see all you people, now I'm getting into the bus. Remember that day? I let them know I'm on the bus. I was getting onto the bus. I was screwing every man on the bus. I was screwing, I was screwing. Then I remembered how bus, bus is. One guy farted on the bus. And they were all looking for who's farted now. What's going on? And then this man doesn't want to open the window. And I'm like, are you mad? Are you not smelling this? Oh my God. You're not smelling this thing. He wasn't smelling it. He's saying he's cold. What does this mean? So there's this big politics happening on the bus. And I just think, oh, you know what? I need to get out. So I get out now. I'm getting on the train. Oh my God. Worst mistake. And I get on the train now. Do you know that the bus people and train people are different people? I forgot all this politics, you know. You know, I haven't been on these things for a while. God bless all of you that still get on the bus and train. <laughs> God bless you all. Don't look at me. I've paid my dues, man. I've paid my dues. I go on the train. Ah! I was just thinking, these guys are strange, man. It's like a whole different UK. And I'm riding on the train, riding on the train. Then one guy gets on the train. And the guy's nose, oh my God. I don't know what kind of condition that was. God forgive me, but the Lord knows I'm squeamish. I'm not good at these things. He had holes in his nose. It looked like this microphone. Ah! I ran, I got off the train. I said, no, can't do it. Can't do it. I waited for another train. <laughs> do you know why I'm allowed? You weren't there when I was driving Peugeot that my exhaust was on the floor. Huh? My exhaust was on the floor. I was using my football socks to tie my exhaust up. People would stop me in traffic. Your car is sparking. Pastor, um, Pastor Daniel, you remember that car? He knows. I've known him since he was a kid. So I've already paid some dues. That was the first 5K I sold a seed. And since then, not just, that's what I was saying at the start of the year. Remember I was telling you guys, I don't fight for souls, you know. It's ground. I can't, I'm not going to sow gold and then expect less. Lord, I want that ground, East London. Because I've just put 10 inside, I've, I've given away gold. I need the souls in that ground. I'm not going to stay here and start robbing fellowships off of one, one person. What does that mean? When we're all in the same fights together. And I knew, I knew that in order for this thing to really become an organization, I need to sow more. And a few months later came and my, my client gave me 30,000 pounds. I said, you know what, here's 30 grand for the services, da, 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 whatever, whatever. And my spirit was just telling me, listen, just be a good boy this time. Don't put this thing in the seat, just behave yourself. Yeah, behave yourself. You need to look after yourself, you know? <laughs> you know when you start having this conversation? Look after yourself, you know? After all, you know, you don't have how many suits like everybody else or whatever. Listen, the more, you know, Pastor Toby now came with one insane word. I just knew the whole nation was going to break. I was seeing some of the aunties at the front just spinning around. I thought, ah, oh, man. This is it. She's going to give everything. Mio, I'm going to hold my own. Listen, the week did not end. 
I think PT was in Tulsa, gave one insane word. I said, no, this is it. The first 10 grand I put in that offering, oh my God. And then we have Eastside after that. I'm trying to tell you that if you want to get into a different class, nations have been doing it before. Don't buy into what the world will tell you. Nations have been giving away gold for life. What you need to progress is a life, not money. Detach your heart from it. Don't let it be your master. Detach your life from it. If it's design or consulting, I don't know what it is. But I know that if you decide to exchange gold with another nation, that nation will give you life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you decide, to, because so they, they said to themselves, we need men who understand the ground. Let me tell you what that meant. This whole economy, including the United States economy, it boomed when there was, they were trading cotton. Yeah? So on the cotton farms, they needed men who understood the ground. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It would, it would be senseless to give gold to France and say, France, I need your boys to come and pick cotton. Those boys don't know how to pick cotton. They don't know what it is. Nations were built on life. So I'm saying, if we're going to get anywhere now as leaders, if we're going to get any far, and you have no idea who you're going to meet tomorrow, that means you don't know who to trade with. Am I right? You don't know where your help is going to come from. And because you don't know where your help is going to come from, you don't know exactly who to give your gold to. So what you do is you go and meet the, the man who made every man in this world. You go to encounter yourself with the kingdom of heaven. And you say to the kingdom of heaven, you come to their gates and you say, now I'm giving gold because... I need a life to do this thing and I don't know who that life is. And then the heavens can assess who you are and say, okay, on this day, a gentleman is going to walk into your house fellowship. On this day, a young lady is going to in, walk into Spark Nation. On that day, you will be at work and you gain favor with, favor with this type of life to open up your ground. Are you hearing me? Now, leaders, I'm just saying this. Let me just round up. Because we're approaching, we're approaching our most favorite time of the month. But we need to remember that we are colonial masters. Do you get what it means when the Lord said, the kingdom of heaven is coming? Do you know what it means to be colonial master? Okay, go on, please research that. That's you guys' homework. Do you remember the first homework? Lobbying. Then look into colonial masters. So just to give you an example, the Portuguese were colonial masters of Angola. Yeah? That's just a, an example. 
But as we leave here now, I want us to understand that there is nothing else you're looking for. It's all in your hand. It's just how you use it. How you distribute it. Where do you place priority? Are you hearing me? Where do you place priority as a leader? As a leader, have you understood what Christ said by have no care for the birds of the air don't worry. Don't worry about what the gold can do for you. Be more intent on who you're going to trade it with. Who are you going to give it to? There are men, there are men in this world who don't class as men. Men who you give to that is counted as trading and you're buying life. Let's just rise up on our feet. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked mm. or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Yeah. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord mm. and who meditates on his law day and night. Yeah. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. That person is like a tree that is planted by streams of water. I want us to pray and I want us to say, Lord, before you give me a life to sow, I want you to sow me. Sow me by streams of water. Sow me where the word is flowing. Sow me amongst those who carry your word. Sow me amongst those who have rivers of living water inside them. Sow me where I know that I will be a tree that is useful for mankind. Lord, sow me first. Lord, I know you sold your son. You sold your son to the world. But now I give you an opportunity to sow me also. Sow me amongst a group of people. Sow me amongst men and women. Sow me in a sector that you're trying to win. Sow me amongst a group of people you're trying to win, Lord.